and it's not for me, it's for you. So I'm going to wing it, really. I'm just... And those of you that were there on Sunday, when you heard me, would you mind if I repeat that bit? No? You sure? Because there's a lot of you that weren't there on Sunday, so I feel like I'd like to. Um, I've been so enjoying 1 Peter. It's kind of... And if you want to have a look at it on your phones, then 1 Peter 1. I'm in 1 Peter 1. I'm just enjoying it. Um, the bit about the first, the second verse, oh, it was so wonderful. You've been chosen. You've been chosen. And I'm thinking, how could he choose me? I mean, really? <laughs> I'm chosen. Why would he choose me? But actually, you know, he says, you, you, you are chosen. You are chosen. Chosen. <laughs> and then he says, it says in here, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. But he, know, he, he knows you, knowledge. He knows you when you're the worst you've ever been. And he knows me when I'm the worst I've ever been. And he's still chosen me. And he's still chosen you. And he knows better than anybody the worst you could ever be. And he's still chosen you. And I, oh, God, isn't that amazing? You Honestly, you've chosen me. Honestly, you've chosen me. Well, it says it here, so I'm going to believe it. He's chosen you through the sanctifying work of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's doing something here, and it's doing something in you. You can't do it. Only the Spirit can do it. He's sanctifying you. You can't do that. You can be chosen, but you can't do that work. The Holy Spirit's doing that work in you. Nothing to do with you. You don't, you're not, you don't have to worry about that bit. You're not responsible for that bit. The Holy Spirit's doing that bit in you. He is doing something in you. He is. God's chosen you and the Holy Spirit's doing something in you. And the next bit is he's chosen you for obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkling by his blood. So obedience. He's chosen you for obedience. Now, that's not always easy, obedience, is it? Obedience to Jesus Christ. Sometimes Jesus asks us to do scary things. And he's called us for obedience. But he's doing a work in us that enables us to do it. But he has called us for a purpose. And obedience to him will be different for you than it will be for me. He might call um, Kelly to be a teacher. Uh, He might call... Janice to be a caterer, amongst other things. But obedience to him, he might call you to clean toilets. I mean, I don't know what he might call. He might call you to look after children. I don't know. But every day, he's called you to obedience. He's not called you just to sit back and enjoy being chosen, which is wonderful. You can do that some of the time. But some of the time, he's called you for obedience, like it might be to go out on the streets like um, <clears throat> Alison was saying. She just felt like she wanted to go out in the streets. Well, that might be what God's calling her to do. And that's obedience. She'll have to do that, even when she doesn't feel like it. Because obedience is you do it when, even when you don't feel like it, don't you? And, and you get going on it in obedience, and it works out to being good in the end. But it can be painful on the way, obedience. It's not always easy to get on and do what God says. Anyway, so this is, and but you're safe because it was called for obedience chosen for obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkling by his blood. And I think that's a place of safety. When in when they were coming out of Egypt and the angel of death was going to take the firstborn in every household, they were told to sprinkle blood over the doorposts. 
so to make them safe. And I think um, he's saying we're called to obedience and the sprinkling of the blood so that cleanses us and makes us safe. So we don't have to worry about our safety. We can be obedient even if it sounds scary, even if it costs us everything. Seriously, I mean that. Sometimes it costs us everything to be obedient, everything, but we're safe. So I'm not talking about that at all today. (laughs) But I just wanted to say that first, that you are chosen because he loves you. You are chosen because he wants you. He he knows you. Everything about you're still chosen. I think that's awesome. Just amazing. Okay, so we're going to read the next bit, really. But before we do, I want two things from you. I want you to use your imagination. Sit back and imagine. Just let it go. And even if you don't keep listening to me and you just go off on one, on your imagination, that'd be great. I want you to open up your imagination. You've all got great imaginations. Some people imagine in colour. Some people imagine in shapes. uh, Just use your imagination. Just you know what it is, don't you? Just use your imagination. So that's one thing. And the second thing I want you to do is I want you to open up your heart. If you can, relax, open up your heart a little bit. And let God come right in. Let word, let your imagination, let whatever God says to you in your imagination come. Just open it up a little bit. Just open up, not your mind. Open up your heart. I don't care about your mind. <clears throat> open up your heart just a little bit. And I started having quiet times in Peter. So that's what I did when I was having quiet times. I sat in my chair. I might do that in a minute. Just sat in my chair and said, Lord, what do you want to say to me today? So I'm going to read six verses. We might not get past the first one, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to read you six verses and enjoy them. So they're in 1 Peter, starting at verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Well, that'll do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can read it again. Praise be, but we're going to be going it word by word, don't worry. Praise be. Six, oh no, three to six. One Peter one, three to six. Yeah, and I'm reading it in the NIV. But I just took it out of the library, you know, in the church library. That's where I got it from. <clears throat> Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Peter's writing and he's in his last days. He knows he's going to die soon. So this is last ditch attempt at putting words through to us 
and he's writing to people that are being persecuted and suffering greatly. So that's setting the scene. But he's writing to us as well. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And and he's not saying it's not a command, you must praise him. It's let us praise him. And that's a choice. And God always gives us choice. He loves us to have choice. You've got a choice here. Praise him. So when do I praise him? How do I praise him? Praise him. Well, in every situation. So if you've just done a brilliant talk and you're really feeling up on yourself, you could start praising yourself and feeling good about yourself, but you've got a choice. No, praise him that he gave me that gift. Praise him because he gave me the strength to do it and he's teaching me how to do it better every day. Praise him. But you could, you have a choice, you could decide to think, I'm wonderful, I'm better than them, I'm doing so well, aren't I good? I mean, you've got temptation. There is temptation when you do well, seriously. Those that do really well, and if you win the lottery, you could feel so brilliant, or win a raffle, or pass your driving test, or, I don't know, something wonderful happens in your family, your son gets married to a beautiful girl and you feel so good. You get a beautiful grandchild. You feel so good. What do you do with that? Well, you've got a choice what you do with that. Oh, I feel so great. You've got a choice. Oh, I praise God, Lord, that you've given me that grandchild. Praise God. Oh, Lord, I praise you, Lord, that you've given me this thing. I couldn't do any of this for myself. Lord, I praise you that I've got these wonderful things. Praise you in everything. It's easy to get tempted, though, to just enjoy it, you know ourselves and just feel good about it but let's praise him in in those good times but what about bad times when i'm struggling with pain when i'm sick and i can't see the end of it and i'm you can be afraid you can say well how am i going to look after my children if i've got this disease what's going to happen to my family if i've got cancer and i'm going to go what happens i can get full of fear i can get full of Oh, wrong sorts of imagine. I can just imagine all sorts of horrible things. I can get, I've got, but I have got a choice. I have got a choice. I could praise him and thank him that he knows me and he knows how much I can endure and he loves me and he's got a plan which takes me into consideration. He's got a plan for my children. He loves my children. He's not going to let them get neglected. He loves us so either he's going to heal me and then of course i'll praise him in that but maybe not and if not then i can take this and look at some people here i mean joy i've known for probably longer than anybody here and she's amazing and she's choosing to be here even though she's weak she's choosing to be here i think that's amazing And she's got MS and she doesn't know where that's going to lead and how long she's got before it shuts her down an awful long or whether she'll get healed. I'm sure she's been prayed for loads of times. But whether she's healed or whether not, she has a choice to praise God and say, thank you, Lord, that you know and you understand and you know what I'm going through and you've got a way through this. And Kelly here, amazing. She's still taking her medication, you know, but she's trusting God for her health. And for her strength every day. And she's giving thanks. She's choosing to give thanks. That even though she's in a hard place. And what about mental illness? What about when you're suffering with depression. And spikes of all sorts. And 
and bipolar and whatever else. What about those times? Do you praise God then? Can you praise God then? Well, I think you have a choice. And even though you don't know how to get out of this dark depression, even though you don't know how to fight it, you haven't, you've tried everything and you haven't been able to fight it, you don't know where you're going, but God is in charge. And you have got a choice to say, thank you, Lord, that I know that you know the way out of this. And however long it takes and whatever it is that's going to cause me to get out of it, Lord, I thank you that you're in charge and I'm going to keep praising you and thanking you. And, you know, actually, physically, they've done tests. And if you, if you give in to anxiety and fear, those things cause you to release extra chemicals into your body that can actually do you harm. Seriously. So it's a good idea to choose to praise God. It's a good idea. You know, there's two kingdoms going on here. There's the kingdom of this world, and the prince of this world is Satan. And he is out to steal, kill, and destroy. Steal your family members. Steal your hope. Steal your joy. Kill and destroy. And you have a choice. Do you give in to those temptations? You have a choice. But there's another kingdom, and we call it by two names. We call it the kingdom of God, and we call it the kingdom of heaven. I'm enjoying calling it the kingdom of heaven at the moment because I'm I'm focused there. I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready for heaven, you know. So I'm focused there. Kingdom of heaven, I love it, but it's the same king. It is God, isn't it? It's the kingdom of God. (laughs) But I'm enjoying being in the kingdom of heaven. Because the kingdom of heaven is a place of hope and light and where the kingdom of this world and fear and all that is kind of a muddy, horrible, dark colour. Kingdom of heavens, like the daffodils and the yeah, bright... Oh, you haven't got any bright yellow on your table, but there's bright yellow on all the other tables. <laughs> um, yeah, so you choose which kingdom you go into. And maybe if we go to the next verse... No, same verse. We're taking a long time here. Same verse, verse 3. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. So it's through his mercy. We never deserved it. We could never earn it. We can't be good enough to be in that kingdom. We, We just can't. It's only through his mercy. Mercy means it's undeserved. Yeah, you know what it means. In his great mercy, he has given us. So it's a gift. You can take it or not. You have a choice. Take it or not. Open the box. What do you do with the gift? It's all wrapped up for you. It's on the shelf. And you decide, do I want that gift or not? Will it be scary? Am I better where I know? Am I better in my comfort zone? Do I want to take that gift? In his great mercy, he has given us given us, so it's a gift, new birth into a living hope. New birth. So I'm thinking new birth is a new fresh start. You can start again. New birth is into the kingdom of heaven instead of the kingdom of darkness. New birth is a gift, but it's a starting place. It's birth is like everything starts fresh. And if you come to it from a place of having done wrong and feeling full of shame and whatever else, if you come to it from a place of having struggled, 
There's never any judgment. God never, never, never judges and says, well, you you were a bit awful, weren't you? It just... When you come into the kingdom of heaven, all that past is gone, just gone. You're like a newborn baby. Start again, fresh. Seriously, everything that you've thought, all that you've gone through and struggled with, however awful and shameful the things that you've actually made bad choices about, it's gone, completely gone, gone, just gone. It's new birth. And the reason why it's gone and the reason why you have the gift is actually paid. This gift has been paid for. That's why you can take it off the shelf without paying for it. It's been paid for by Jesus. He died to take away our shame and our sin. So we can have a gift of new birth. It's a gift, but it's been paid for. Jesus had choices. Oh, I'm so thankful that he chose to actually go through the most awful, awful experience physically, mentally, spiritually. He was mocked. He was whipped. Uh, let your imagination go. Let your imagination go. He, 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 but he chose it. He actually chose it to be obedient. In his obedience, he chose to go right the way, even unto death. He chose. We have choices. We all have choices. He had a choice. He chose to do that for us. We have choices all the time. The one most wonderful thing that God gives us is choice, you know. The power of choice is ours. He never says, you must do this, you must do that. He always gives us choice, always. And we can choose, and sometimes we make bad choices, uh, uh, but we can always come back. And it's gone, forgotten we made that bad choice. I've made loads of bad choices. But we can always come back and take, take it up again. No shame. He never, never does that. Satan does. He likes to bring condemned. Oh, you got that wrong, didn't you? Look what you said to that person. You seriously got that wrong. And he always wants to make us feel ashamed. We're never good enough in his eyes. We always, he always wants to show us the every worst thing we've done and say how terrible it is. But God never, never does that. He takes us as we are and he loves us as we are and he chooses as we are and he says, come into my kingdom. My kingdom isn't like that. It's into, we've been given new birth into a living hope. A living hope. Now, how do you tell if something's alive? Is someone alive? So a done first aid, have you done first aid? And so you test, someone's had collapsed and you're going to test if they're alive. So what do you do? So you put your cheek near their mouth to see if you can feel any breath. Are they breathing? And then then you look to see if the heart's rising a little bit. And you might get down right by their heart and just to feel if there's any movement in the heart. So I'm thinking if you're alive, you've got a heartbeat. What makes your heart beat? What makes your, what makes your heart beat? So sometimes if you're in the dark other kingdom, your heart beats when... Um, you've made a wrong choice and you've done the wrong thing and you know you've done the wrong thing and you feel terrible about it and your heart bump, bump, bumps and you're alive, aren't you? Um, sometimes, I don't know, what makes what makes your heart beat? Think, oh, come on, imagine. What makes your heart beat? If you fall in love, your heart beats. Someone's at the door. Do they want somebody? Would they like help? Someone fine. Thank you. <laughs> what makes your heart beat if you pray for someone and, and, and they get over an obstacle and you, it makes your heart beat isn't that wonderful you're part of it loads of things make you you're alive and what he gives us is he 
gives us new birth into a living hope. It's a living hope. It makes your heart beat. It's a living hope. It fills your heart. It thrills your heart. It's a living. This is what we've been born into. He's given us a gift of new birth, new birth, new start, fresh start, new birth. He's chosen us. He's given us a gift of new birth into a living hope. Do you want to take the package? Do you want to take the present? Do you want to take that? And the kingdom of heaven is a kingdom full of hope. If you read in 1 Corinthians 13, this famous chapter about love, love is kind, love is this, love is that. Um, at the end, it says the three things that last forever. So the three things are going to be in heaven forever. And hope is one of those. We're always going to have hope. When we're in heaven, whether we're in heaven or the new heaven or the new earth or whatever, when we're in heaven, there's going to be hope. We're always going to have hope, but we can start now. There's always going to be faith, but we can start now. And there's always going to be love, and we can start now. It starts now. I think there's a time when the two kingdoms are kind of, we can ch- jump into either until Satan is, until Jesus comes again and Satan is thrown into the pit. There's kind of like two kingdoms going along and you can almost jump into each and it's your choice. You can jump into a bit of fear. He's tempting. Satan's very, very believable. His lies are really believable. And you can listen to him and you can jump in. You've got a choice or you can take the gift back and say, no, um, I've been given new birth into a living hope. I'm going to have that one, please. So wherever you've been, he's given you a gift just because he loves you, just because he's chosen you. You are chosen chosen and he knows you chosen i can't believe it chosen are they going on all right out there <laughs> probably sorry i can see you can't see them can you what's going on out there doesn't matter and your living hope i don't really want to talk anymore this is just i love this you know do you sit do you sit in your do you sit in your chair at home i sit in my chair at home in the morning and the sun shines in just where i sit in my chair and it, kind of it's warm and lovely and light and I'm sitting there and I'm just saying good what if you want what shall I read today what do you want me to read today and what are you going to say to me and and sometimes he just loves me and speaks to me and oh it's good isn't it I love it do you do that it's just so nice just to read this one Peter's fabulous it's just brilliant all of it I love it and John and John and the next one, and the ne- I don't feel like Revelations. That's coming next, and I don't think I feel like reading Revelation. So I think I'm going to ask what else I can read before I read that one. But just spend time, you know, just spend time listening and choosing. Right at the beginning of the day, um, Michelle said about preparing before you come here, prepare your hearts. But prepare your day, prepare your hearts before your day at home. Come and live, give him a little bit of time in the morning, and just say, Lord, what do you want me to do today? I want to be obedient. I'll do it whatever you say. <laughs> Scary. But I want to be in your kingdom. I want to choose to be in your kingdom, not in the other one. I'm not going to listen to, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do the other. You know what I can do. So whatever you call me to do, I can do. Because you know me and you know what I can do. Whatever. So, yeah, I just want to encourage you to spend a bit of time in the morning, listen, go, th- just do this, use your imagination. I mean, we've gone through hardly any words, have we, really? But use your imagination with every word that's there. Like, just let it go. Just you, when you read your Bible, don't just like do a Bible study necessarily. Just let your mind and your heart just go. 
let it go and say, God, come into my heart. Put something deep in my heart so that I really know that I can trust you in everything, whether I do well or badly. Put it in my heart, not in my head. Put it in my heart. Let it go deep. Open your heart. When when you come and read and pray, open your heart to him. Let him put stuff in your heart, not just in your head. Let him put it in your heart because he loves you and he's given you a heart that beats. That's how you know you're alive. You've got a heart that beats. That's how you know you're alive. Born again to a living hope. Heartbeat. Living hope. I don't want to go on. That's it. Go on. Go on. Just stay there. Stay there in a living hope. It's wonderful. The kingdom of heaven, we're in it now. If we're choosing it, we choose every day. Choose it or you can jump back. Jump. It won't, won't, won't be this forever. In one day, we'll have a new heaven and there won't be any sin. There won't be any pain. There won't be any sickness. But for now, we've sort of got a bit of choices and can jump around. Let's choose the right one. Let's... Get some of this into our hearts because when, when Jesus is in your heart, when your focus is on heaven, when your focus is on the kingdom of heaven, those other temptations lose their power a bit. They fade away a bit. If you've got your focus on heaven, on Jesus, on his love, and I think some of you here have struggled and need to make a good choice today. Today is a good time to choose and to say, let it go. I'm choosing. I'm in. I'm in. Let it go. I think I think there's some today that just need to do that in your heart, saying, "Okay, I'm going to choose. I'm going to let go all that stuff. I'm choosing. I'm choosing to take up my rightful place in the kingdom of heaven. It's my right because Jesus has paid for it. He's overcome death. He's been resurrected from the death, and I've got the right to be here. So I'm choosing it. And the rest is of history. It's gone." Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you love every one of us so much. We just want to receive your love. Lord God, we just want to receive your love and keep receiving it. And we want to receive your truth from your word. Let it really go deep in our spirit and in our soul and in our hearts and in our loins. (laughs) Let it go deep so that we are protected from the lies of the enemy. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.